Brad, I'm glad you made it. Brad was uh, running a little late. I thought I might have to do the first couple minutes on my own. <clears throat> Jeremy was prepared to call 911 on my behalf, but uh, you made it. Good, Good to be back yeah, in studio. My first day this week is Friday. So, um, yeah, you and I played golf yesterday. So We did. <clears throat> I know I had a chance to listen to uh, Doug's interview with uh, Ben Carroll yesterday. and That was a great uh, Great interview with Ben, two former SWAT guys, yeah. and uh, while you and I were out playing golf, but uh, enjoyed being with you yesterday. Great, and, yeah. uh, beautiful weather and a nice golf course, and like you said, <laughs> it, we don't often get the chance to be out there just as a twosome and uh, hit some practice shots and and throw down a second ball here and there, and that was great. Complain actually. about how, you know when I miss a putt, be able to putt three more and still miss them. Well, I was thinking about you had said yesterday, like, because <clears throat> uh, you were with uh, Doug most of the week, and Doug likes to call you every once in a while saying, hey, I'm running late. I may not be there in time. Yeah, he does so, it joking around so far <clears throat> just to panic me, but you, so, you were serious. Yeah, I was, I was, in all seriousness, I text you. I'm, I'm like, I may be running a little late, but uh, no. I'm glad uh, you made it. Just in time. Good, good to be with you, brother. Yeah. It's been a few weeks, I think, since you and I have been here because I was away on vacation and then you had uh some follow-up uh to your wedding stuff you had your wedding your daughter's my wedding, daughter's wedding and then you exactly. had uh we're helping her move and another trip that you were on so uh it is good to be with you yeah i tell you i had uh i was able to chat with doug earlier in the week just uh I, I was on obviously last week um for a few days but i took off friday and of course we had had a wedding two weeks ago um then um my daughter and her new husband came back on thursday night last week and then i left friday morning for a church golf weekend which i've never i haven't done that Mm. all all the years uh so it was just kind of a fun weekend with 32 guys up in fripps island south carolina 32 guys and from what you showed me and told me a lot of reptiles a lot of reptiles up there yeah and uh good golf course up there it was it was a lot of fun uh devotions at night uh golf during the day good food and just good fellowship lots of golf uh you know Mm. i'll tell you what uh, we did 18 holes on friday we did 36 on saturday then 18 on sunday that's a lot Especially and, when you're not used to it. And then you and I played yesterday. Yeah. So I've played more golf in the last week than I played in the last two years. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my body feels like it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you wouldn't think, it's funny, you know, you, you you watch golf on TV or whatever it is, and the average person thinking about it might think, oh, it doesn't, doesn't look too strenuous. But you are twisting and turning and using muscles that when you haven't used them for a while, even when you play a lot, and I've been playing, you know, general generally about once a week. You know, you feel it. Oh my word! You feel it, especially and and, and given our advanced age. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you, start I, you to know, feel it a little bit. <clears throat> I think you and I have talked about this. I know Doug and I have. I 
my mind doesn't feel like I'm that old, right, but right. my body does. Yeah. And it, it'd be like, occasionally I'll do the yard at my house, and uh, boy, the next couple of days I'm sore. Yep. But uh, maybe Absolutely. that's a sign I need to get out more <laughs> often. I told Vicky that. I think that. it is. I said, you I know, think I think is. Uh, this uh, this is uh, this playing golf is tough on the body. I probably need to go do it a little more yeah. often. Well, when I was younger, it's one of those things. You know, let's face it; it it does require time you know i think you and i were fortunate enough to live in an area where there's so many golf courses around that from a monetary standpoint it's not too bad it's pretty reasonable for the most part but time and when my kids were younger and and things were going on it was a hard thing to get away for four or five Mm -hmm. hours and play yeah but uh being although i'm i'm as busy as ever in a lot of ways i do have a few more chunks of time with the kids yeah gone and uh out of the house so uh, and Kelly's usually doing something with her endeavors on the weekend, yeah. so yeah. I generally have a a chunk of time. But anyway, we've been we've been talking some this week. Obviously, uh, you know the the eyes of the world are focused on this situation in Israel, and uh, did did see some good news right before we came on the okay. air that a mother and daughter, a, an American mother and daughter, who had been taken hostage as part of that whole group from a music festival over there uh, when on the day of the attack, which I think was October 7th, uh, have been released. I don't have a lot of details. It just says for humanitarian reasons. I don't know if they were sick or or there was a medical issue, but a a mother and daughter, and it looks like an, you know, either a teenage or an adult daughter uh, were released by Hamas. And of course, they're putting out statements now saying, see, we're showing you that your president is a liar and that kind of a thing to try to propagandize everyone and and show them that they're, uh, you know, how good they are, I guess, so to speak. But anyway, good news, good news for that that family. That is great news. Yeah. I see that now. Um, so 13 days after taken captive, they've been released and that is good news. Sorry about uh, that. But obviously still a lot of people, unaccounted for or missing including i think mm-hmm. still 11 americans and uh and just a, a terrible situation for so many people over there as doug has said during the week um you know this is really about terrorism right this is really about this terrorist group and and there are a lot of palestinian people and israeli people that are caught in the crossfire here and uh including believers, as we know, yes. both Jewish believers and Palestinian believers. You know, we think of our, our, our friend Rayed and yep. others. Uh, Doug has mentioned Rayed. He has worked with Doug to be a, a tour guide, if you will. Uh, Doug does the teaching when he takes the groups to Israel and does a lot of the guiding. But Rayed uh, is actually a Palestinian. Yes, um, that's correct. And, uh, but, but makes his livelihood on, he's a believer and, 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 uh, Part of his livelihood is leading these tours as a guide and uh, certainly, you know, want to remember him and others that we know. I got to know Rayed pretty well, and I'm sure you did too. And he's been over here. He's got a son that lives in Orlando, and I think he may be looking to to come over this way right now, uh, understandably. But uh, he's still in Israel as far as I know, but is okay. Yeah, and uh, I know Doug and I talked about this a little last week. A good friend of ours, uh, Zach Terry, Pastor Zach Terry, who is uh, pastor of First Baptist Church, Fernandina, had a group over there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they had 50 over there when all this went down. Everybody's back home safe. So that's that's great news. And uh, 
Yeah, good news to see this story coming out of uh, that area, these two people released. You know, I tell you, yesterday on my way to come meet you and then on my way home, I was listening to a broadcast. Uh, it's called Israel, What's Next? And it was a message uh, uh, by Jack Hibbs out in California. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, again, it's called Israel, What's Next? You and I, Doug, we don't really get into a lot of these topics. Mm-hmm. Feel like there's too many there's a lot of other people that are better qualified yeah, to talk about these certainly things, better than me right yeah me too but uh yeah it's it's a it's a it's awful what's yeah. going on over there well i made myself i am not um well versed and and very knowledgeable about all the ins and outs of conflicts there over the years and, and what's happened but i forced myself in the last week or so to go back and just at least read a high level yeah. kind of history yeah you know, all the way from from biblical times through the present of what's happened in in that land, yeah, yeah. and it really is incredible. Um, it really is incredible when you see all of the division and controversy and 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 how Israel became a nation again. And yeah. um, I remember as a kid hearing the stories about the Six Day War, which I think was 1967, where they they actually put created paper mache. Uh, machine guns on the decks of certain ships to fake out the enemy and, and, and all kinds of stuff that's happened. It's it's a fascinating history to say the least, but a very, very complicated yeah. one. Well and I think, you know, we're I think what's equally discouraging is to hear how, you know, uh, these uh, universities, uh, yeah. these institutions and the things that are coming out. Yeah. And uh, fortunately, uh, you know, some people are responding to this. Uh, big donors are cutting their money off to these universities, um, which is, it should be, yeah. you know. And I mean, I'm all for free speech. Right. But when you promote terror and, you you know, this isn't about uh, this isn't about Hamas versus yeah. Israel or ver- Hamas versus the Jews. Listen, this is about the caliphate that yeah. they want to do away right. with everybody right. who doesn't believe what they believe. Right. Infidels. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you're right. I read a story, um, by about an interview with someone who, uh, was at the music festival. It's a, it's a Jewish American who lives in New York, who was at the music festival where all of the action went down and where hostages were, were taken. And she somehow escaped and got back to New York and, and is saying, because of all these university protests and anti-Israel uh, rhetoric, that she doesn't feel safe in, in New York either. And she was pointing out that this is not about Israel versus Palestine, as you were saying, Brad. This is about, um, this is about terror, and this is about Hamas and, uh, and, and the terrorism that they've—, uh, that they've uh, engaged in um and there's a lot of people uh the attacks are against the jews but there's a lot of people being impacted so this is not about the israeli people versus the palestinian people this is about uh about terrorism so we'll see what happens uh, and what comes out of all of this uh brad actually had to (laughs) take a quick break here so we're gonna we're gonna finish up the last couple of minutes uh before our first break, want to remind you that uh, the number here at SWAT Radio is 844-777-7928. And we always welcome your calls with questions or comments on any of the topics that we cover. 
whether it is stuff that we talk about in the first 15 minutes, if you're new to SWAT radio or haven't listened for a while, generally in the first 15 minutes, the first segment, we cover things that are going on in the world and try to look at it, uh, look at them from a, a biblical worldview, see what the scripture has to say about uh, the the particular topic that we're, we're talking about. Um, and then generally in our last three segments, we get into the biblical text that Doug's been teaching on um, in the SWAT radio Bible and the SWAT Bible studies during the week that we, that we cover here on the radio. And so you're welcome to comment uh, or ask a question about uh, the study of the text or certainly any of the cultural type comments that, that we're talking about. Again, the number is 844-777-7928. And again, if you haven't listened for a while or you're new to SWAT radio, SWAT radio is an extension over the last six plus years of the SWAT Bible studies that, that Doug um, started here in the Jacksonville area uh, probably a dozen years ago now. Uh, we meet on a weekly basis at various locations around Jacksonville. There's two meetings on Wednesdays, uh, one at uh, 6.30 in the morning at Woody's Barbecue in Ponte Vedra at the beach, and another one at noon here at the Salem Center in Jacksonville. There's a meeting on Thursday morning. Uh, uh, at uh, Jumpin' Jack's House of Food, which is in Jacksonville, right at uh, JTB in 95. That's at 6.15 in the morning. There's another meeting uh, on Thursday night via Zoom, and there's one on Friday morning in St. Augustine. If you are a listener and a man in the Jacksonville area who would like to be part of a SWAT men's Bible study uh, and part of that community, we would love to have you. You can email Doug at Doug at, SWAT, at, Doug at SWATradio.com. Or you can go to our website, SWATradio.com, for more information uh, about our meetings and our radio broadcasts. So we are going to take our first break of the day on SWAT Radio, and we will be right back. Hope you'll join us. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. 
or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Waycross at 91.3. sky traced out by the city lights my world from a mile high best seat in the house tonight touchdown in the cold black top hold on for the sudden stop breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos all those people welcome back to SWAT radio everyone david gray and brad sykes happy that you are with us here as we come to you live from Jacksonville on Friday, October 20th. And again, our number is 844-777-7928. If you want to call us at any time with a with a comment or a question, you can also send emails uh, to ask at SWATradio.com uh, and we can look at those and answer questions that way as well. So Brad, uh, this week, I, I know you've been away, but we've been in... Uh, We've been in Mark chapter 1, uh, verses 14 through 20, and focused really in many ways on, on verses 14 and 15, which are familiar to you and I from our, our, our study this summer of uh, and our, our discussions about the book, The Discipleship Gospel or The Kingdom Gospel yes. by, by Ben Sobels yeah. and Bill Hall. Yeah. Why don't we, uh, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and read it, and then we can kind of unpack it a little bit. I know you guys have been working through it. And, uh, boy, you can never get tired of, of working through this particular text um, because there's been such confusion as to what is the gospel. Mm-hmm. So let me read it. Um, sure. I'm going to fail to bring my glasses with me. <laughs> you want me to read it? No, I got okay. it here. All right. <clears throat> uh, Mark chapter 1, verse 14 through 20, correct? Yep. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Verse 16, passing alongside the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I'll make you I'll make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. Amen. Well, you know, Brad, we uh, just by way of reminder to folks because uh you and i haven't been together for a few weeks here on fridays what we've tried to do on fridays over the past gosh close to a year now probably right um is to take whatever you and doug or doug and i have been talking about during the week the text and look at it just from a little different perspective um and try to model and hopefully it's been a help to listeners um but to model how we can um, uh, go through the text in, in kind of a discipleship manner, if you will, um, 
if, if we're working with someone, whether it's an individual or a group or even a, a, a different way of helping us to study the text on our own, right? And the, the questions we usually try to apply to the text are um, what stands out to us, right? What really jumps out from the text and why? You know, maybe also included in that might be, is there anyone we really identify with? And then um, what does the text teach us about God? What does it teach us about man in general and about ourselves in particular? And, of course, how can we be different? How can we be changed? How can we live differently because of what we've uh, read in the text and what the Holy Spirit has uh, revealed to us through the text? Um, and, And this particular text, right, this week, just again, quickly review before we get to those questions. Doug really focused on those first two verses, and especially on where it said Jesus proclaimed the gospel, and again, reminding us mm-hmm. that gospel comes from that that Greek word, the euangelion, right? And 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 what that meant, particularly in the world at that time. Yes, that it was an announcement or a declaration, kind of a heralding in the streets. And it usually only applied to three circumstances, that a a new king was born, a a new king was crowned, or to announce a major military victory of of a particular king or a major battle victory. And, you know, right away when Doug went over that again, I was reminded of the fact that Jesus really, all three of those apply to Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. He he was born a king, we know that, and, and that the... And that the Evangelion at the time of his birth, it's the only time angels yes. have have proclaimed the Evangelion, exactly. right? Exactly. So that he was a king at birth, um, and a savior, and that he was he's crowned a king. I you think of his we talked about his baptism with John the Baptist and God the Father confirming who Jesus is, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and 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 crowning him, if you will, yeah. coronating him as the king of his kingdom. And then, of course, Jesus wins the battle uh, for right. us against sin and yeah. against Satan. So yeah. anyway, that's kind of the background here in those first couple verses. And and then maybe we now we can get into, you know, you know what stands out to us. There's a lot just in those Man. two verses. Yeah. But, and yeah, I'll, I'll shut up now. And <laughs> no, that, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying you, this. I mean, you I, jump you know, in. Th- there's so much in here. And I mean, it's, I'm even looking at verse 14, and it says that Jesus came into Galilee. You know, mm. why Galilee? You know, uh, I think that's an interesting, not that we'll get into that, but uh, it, it, my notes, I just put Jesus chose Galilee as his site of ministry mm. because of the influence of the hostile Pharisees that were going on there. You know, how many of us would go be willing to go into hostile territory mm-hmm to proclaim the gospel we've been talking about israel we've been talking about hamas and palestine you know you think about where is the most brutal place you would go to declare the gospel Mm -hmm. well galilee Mm -hmm. at at that that time Mm -hmm. and i just find that interesting yeah it's i don't know for me oftentimes i think that's the beauty of god's word is there's something for us here and And, and uh, doug was pointing out and remind and you'll remember this from being in israel that Galilee was known as the training ground of the rabbis. Yes. And that yep. Jesus comes in as a true and faithful and sinless rabbi, right? Uh, I think of when he called, was it Nathaniel of whom he said, here's a here's a true Israelite mm. in whom there's no, 
you know, Jesus was really the true Israelite, right? He's yeah. the true rabbi. Remember, Doug, and again, I only remember this because Doug and I were talking about it this week, but Mount Arbel there in uh, on the northern, I guess it's the northeastern part of the Sea of Galilee, mm-hmm. was the was the rabbi, known as the rabbi's mountain, yeah. and a lot yeah. of the training yeah. and and prayer and, and, and went in, uh, I called it Mount Arabel. I told Doug I was <laughs> combining Ararat and Arbel. I got Mount Ar- yeah. Ar- Arabel, but it's Mount Arbel. But he, he was saying that, um, you know, to your point, so many of the Pharisees and the scribes and the leaders of the Jews were corrupt. Yeah. Yeah. And so Jesus goes back to the traditional training ground and said, you know, to, to, to start proclaiming the euangelion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he didn't, uh, interesting yeah like he he's going to these trained people to declare the good news uh and yeah we've been talking about and even when we go back and think about the book uh the discipleship gospels the you know the imperatives the declarative statements and the imperative statements and in verse 15 right off the bat jesus's message consisted of two declarations and two commands Mm. First, he declared that the time that God had predicted in the Old Testament had arrived. Mm. Uh, he, he was referring to the end of the present age and the beginning of the Messianic age as his second declaration clarified there. So I think there's, you know, the, the time is fulfilled. Mm. So here it is, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Yeah. yeah. So there's the, there's the declarative statement followed with a command right repent and believe in the gospel i know we're going to get into some of this next week uh, this idea of repentance right which is all throughout this passage and and we talked about this over the summer i think what you know when i say what stands out to me i'm i'm heavily influenced by our our look at the discipleship gospel over the summer and Mm -hmm. our discussion of it it's hard to get away from that but the fact that it says right here in the text that Jesus proclaimed the gospel and then it tells us what he said <laughs> as he proclaimed the gospel. Mm-hmm. So there's no ambiguity here. Exactly. There's no this is this is a as exactly. the authors of that book put it, this is a gospel passage. Yeah. And we know it's a gospel passage because he it says he was proclaiming the gospel. And it's and again, very interesting that the first thing he says is what you just talked about. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Yeah. And Doug and I were talking about this this week and Doug was, you know, confessing, if you will, that there have been times in his life where he did not, he, he feels like he presented an incomplete gospel, not, not intentional. No, exactly. And, and, and you and I would say the same thing, but the fact that Jesus, how often do we say in a gospel presentation Listen, the kingdom of God is yeah, here. Yeah, and not we know, very often. and we know through even Paul said in Galatians four, he said, but in verse four, I think, but when, when the appropriate time had come, right. God sent out His Son, mm. born of a woman, born under the law. Right. Uh, I think he said in Hebrews, Hebrews one, in these last days, He mm. has spoken to us in a Son, whom He appointed heir of all things. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other thing is, you know, I think kind of to get back to some of what we were talking about this summer is uh, the his th- this kingdom that we're talking about here. The, in fact, that term kingdom 
the kingdom of God. You know, it's fourteen times in the in Mark's gospel that that term is mentioned, mm-hmm. kingdom mm-hmm. of God. It means really a particular worldwide kingdom um, over which Jesus will rule. Right. And uh, and yet we don't want to give him little bits and pieces of our life. Right. Right. Listen, he is sovereign. He is on the throne. He is ruling. Yeah. Who are we to hold back? Right. You know. Great point. Well, we'll continue on that topic when we come back. This idea of the kingdom of God and, and the kingdom being, as you said, Brad, any place where the rule and the will of God is is, is being obeyed uh, and is in force. And we'll get into that a little bit more when we come back. We're going to break for the news. Give us a call at 844-777-7928. And we will be right back on SWAT Radio. Less, but people are happier with it? That sounds like something to look into. And that is MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save many families up to 500 bucks a month. And that is huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The member satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with. You can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. Expect some delays because of a crash on the East Beltway, 295 northbound at St. John's Bluff Road. Also, there's a multi-vehicle accident on I-10 westbound between the 295 Beltway and Hammond Boulevard on the west side. And there's congestion on I-95 southbound approaching Emerson Street. Partly cloudy tonight, low 59. Saturday, sunny, high 80. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes uh, here on Friday, October 20th, live from Jacksonville. Doug is off today, and we are glad that you are with us. We have been looking at all week at uh, Mark chapter 1, verses 14 to 20, really focused on verses 14 and 15. And prior to the break, uh, Brad and I were, were talking about this idea that Jesus, the text says, was proclaiming the gospel in Galilee. And then it tells us that what he said is, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe in the gospel, believe in the euangelion of God, which is that the kingdom is here and Jesus is the king of the kingdom, (laughs) essentially. Well, in this idea of the kingdom of God, it's literally, it means a worldwide kingdom over which he being jesus will rule directly right um, and doug and i talked during the week 
it's an interesting subject in the sense that we know that God is sovereign over everything and always has been. Yeah. But when Adam and Eve fell and sin was introduced, God, if you will, gave over and gave Satan certain. And when mm-hmm. Satan fell from heaven, he that God kind of put the two of those things together and gave Satan, and I'm probably theologically butchering this a little bit, but we know Satan's called the, the prince of the air and the yeah. prince of this yeah. world. He's still under God's sovereignty. Yeah, yeah think of Job. Oh, right? yeah. You know, Satan oh, yeah. had to approach God, it says, in the heavenlies, which is a whole nother discussion for us about yeah. what that is like or how that works. But Satan couldn't do anything to Job apart from God's allowing. Well, you know, the uh, when you talk about the will of God, this is that we won't get into the weeds right, there on right. that. But in fact, I was on my way up to Fripps Island last Friday. I was listening to a whole thing on the will of God, mm-hmm. and there are different ways to see it. I mean, you have God's decreed will. Listen, God's decreed will is that whatever He decrees, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can get into the debate about man's will versus God's will. Uh, God's going to have His way decree his decreed will now we have his revealed will which we have in the scriptures which we disobey constantly and uh so i think there's some some interesting discussion to be had about that but i was thinking about first chronicles 29 uh i think it's 11 and 12 i I memorized this from years ago where it says everything in the heavens and earth is yours O lord this is your kingdom we adore you as being in control of everything. Riches and honor come from you alone. You're the ruler of all mankind. Your hand controls power and might, mm. and it is at your discretion that men are made great and given strength. Still remember that one. That's uh, you sure do. Small golf clap for that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just the the reality is that God is sovereign. This is he. The kingdom of God is at hand. That doesn't mean that. Uh, he wasn't ruling over that kingdom. That's right. And, uh, and, and and Doug was pointing out during the week all the different kingdoms mentioned in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, and one of them is the earthly kingdom. And so in that sense, God has allowed Satan to have influence and certain, right. and certain, for lack of a better word, reign over the earth. Yeah, that's right. But God is in the process of reclaiming and restoring that kingdom. Yeah. And, and and it started, I was mentioning to Doug, um, you know, well, we think of how Jesus, the Lord's Prayer, how Jesus taught that us and the disciples to pray, thy kingdom come, yeah. thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's a, a reference to God reclaiming the earthly kingdom and, and that Jesus coming, one, one author that I like put, as he put it, was a an invasion by God into enemy territory. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Uh, that's beautiful. I love that. That's beautiful. And 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 of course the 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 Bible and 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 of course Paul's missionary journeys and everything we've seen since the canon of scripture was completed, we see the kingdom advancing. That's right. And and um <clears throat> you know 3000 saved on Pentecost. There's mm-hmm. the advancing of the yeah, kingdom. Exactly. It's and and we are the temple. We are where God resides. The yeah. kingdom resides yeah. in the hearts and souls of believers. Yeah. And it's obviously spread tremendously <laughs> over the last 2,000 plus years. So, Well, I was, I was just looking at uh, Psalm 103, uh, verse 19. It says, the Lord 
has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. It goes on, verse 20, bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. So when Jesus says the kingdom of God is at hand, he's saying the king is here. And, you know, I haven't, it's not like he he hasn't been on the throne. He's been on the throne, but now he has entered, as you said, I love that, into enemy territory. Yeah. And uh, repent. Yep. Wow. So many references, and the one that jumps to my mind is, Every knee will bow and every tongue confess, both on the earth and Mm -hmm. under the earth, meaning everyone who ever lived, and I take that also to mean angelic beings as well, and spiritual beings, right? When it says on the earth and under the earth, will confess to the glory of God that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we've talked about this before, and it's we confess voluntarily now, if you will, or we confess when it's too late. Yeah. And and again, if we confess now, we recognize that it's the work of God's mercy and grace in our lives because we would never confess on yeah. our own. Yeah. And that's what we have to remember when we as we deal with others that aren't believers. I you know, it's easy to get aggravated or think of people who well, what what's wrong with you? Why don't you believe? You know, or or to think even to think, and I've said this before on the air that in my still sinful state sometimes, you know, the old man uh, ways in me, rather than be um, uh, loving and kind and, you know, in my heart and in my mind sometimes I'm thinking, oh, he'll get his, right? <laughs> and, and of course, <clears throat> yeah, that's exactly what would have happened to me right. apart from God's right. grace. Yeah. And so anyway, um, but this idea that that warning, you know, look, you were mentioning Psalms, you know, Psalm 2, which is the starts off, it's a familiar psalm, why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? And it goes on to say, you know, he who sits in the heavens laughs and the Lord holds them in his, in his derision. And then it, it, verse 5 and 6, as for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. This is really talking, it might be temporarily talking mm-hmm. about David, but ultimately talking about Jesus, right? Yeah. And, and the Lord said, today you are my son, today I have begotten you. That's definitely talking about Jesus. This is a messianic psalm. Um, and he says he'll put all the nations under his feet as his inheritance. And then it says, kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way. Ooh. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And... Well, you think about, it seems like Doug and I have talked about this, maybe you and I have as well, that we don't really, you know, for those of us in America, we don't really grasp kingdoms, No, you know, because, uh, but I mean, I don't know how your house was when you were growing up, but uh, I would say my dad was the king, but it was really more about the queen of my home. And, uh, you know, you, you knew there was a certain behavior. There was a certain expectation when you came around my house and, uh, there was a language we spoke and there was a language we didn't speak. Right. There was actions we did and there was actions we didn't do. Right. There were chores we did do. And, you know, you, you get the point mm-hmm. is when, you know, when Jesus shows up and he says this, his hearers knew what he was saying, right? you know, or at least they should have known what he was saying yeah. it doesn't mean they agreed with it right but um 
you know, you think about as we look further down into this passage, beginning in verse 16, he passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon. They're busy working. They're doing what they do. And uh, it says immediately mm. <laughs> after he called them to come, they immediately yeah. dropped their nets and yeah. came. Yeah. And it makes you realize that <laughs> the kind of referencing back to my household growing up as a kid, when my mother said do it, yeah, you, there was no arguing about right, it. You, right. you did it because right. she ruled. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and we don't really get that. We think it's optional. Yeah, we think God's commands are optional. Yeah, we we've talked about that this week. I think Doug, Doug's done a really good job of, um, and you just hit on it. Of as we begin to, like you said, as Americans, this is foreign to us. Nobody's going to rule us. Right. We're not going to tell us what to do. We're we're a democracy. I get to do what I want to do. <laughs> But this idea that when you understand that the call of the euangelion, the call of the gospel is to move from self-rule to coming under the rule and reign of God and of of King Jesus, boy, that changes your perspective Mm -hmm. because we've been taught that the gospel is about us in many ways. It's about the forgiveness of our sins it's about God's love for us. And that's all true and mm-hmm. critical. Mm-hmm. But as Doug pointed out, our Jesus came and did what he did to forgive our sins so that we can become subjects of the king. Yeah. So that we can be part of God's family, part of God's kingdom, and be and submit to his reign and rule. Yeah, maybe when we come back, we can talk about the evidence mm-hmm. of God's rule in your life. Right. Not not to say, hey, I'm doing this, this, and this, but is your life evident that God is on the throne? Yeah. Well, we'll pick up on that light topic <laughs> when we come back from our last break of the day on SWAT Radio. Call us at 844-777-7928 if you'd like to ask a comment or give a comment or ask a question, and we'll be right back on SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network 
serving Anastasia Island at 91.9. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. One of these days, I'm going to get caught singing the song as we come back into. Fortunately, that I don't even not, know that but, we could sing the whole song because no, we never we hear, only the hear whole that song. one part, yeah. right? But I, I was going to say, but today is not that day when <laughs> listeners have to uh, be subjected to my singing. Exactly. Hey, Brad. Before we get back into what we're talking about, I think we have a caller. Uh, Charles, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. How you guys doing today? We're well. How are you? I am doing well. I managed to get the day off today, and I'm um, running around doing errands, and I'm on my way to pick up my granddaughter. Doing grand grandfather duties today. There you go. There you go. Well, glad you got the day off, and thanks for listening and calling. What's on your mind today? I understand you guys are talking about what the kingdom of God is and everything, and I'm looking at the the events that's happening in the world today, and that's an indication that maybe Jesus is getting ready to come back here real soon because of the way things are unfolding. But I also look at it from a standpoint is um, if you go back to Genesis, in Genesis 1, they talk about um, when God created everything, right? And he says that he made man in his image. And in, I think it's Genesis 1.27, and it's in, in the image of God, he made um, he and him, about male and female. Mm-hmm. And male and female was, uh, you know, some people think there's a contradiction in the Bible when they, they read that. But if you understand what, who God is, he's a spirit, and he made us in his image and his likeness. And so the spirit of man and woman was created first before he created the flesh part of man and woman. Mm. And I was, you know, a lot of people have a, 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 a miss. They don't understand the Trinity because the Trinity is not mentioned in the Bible. And since the, the Trinity is not mentioned in the Bible, it's understood that there's three parts of God as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I tell people to get indication I tell people what that is is that like you look at yourself since we made in his image and his likeness there's three parts of us is our flesh our spirit and our soul mm. which is is the likeness of God yep. because we say we made in his image and his likeness yeah and so to understand what the kingdom of God is you got to understand it from a spiritual sense because that's the way he is he operates in the spirit that's why we have to pray in the spirit uh, we worship in the spirit and we pray and in the Flesh part is just the the part that we the, look to get to the pain or try to get to God. Yep. You know that's when you got a different denominations, which which I think is a division amongst men because they they own view of what they think that it's caused to get to men. So when you got so many different doctrines, and it's in the world today: Baptist, Catholic, Methodist, you know all kind of different things, and the things they're trying to do now is they like taking God out of the picture and trying to insert their own will and their own way of doing things or what they think it takes to get to God. And people, in a way, to me, are like sheep. They just got to take in what they hear because they feel like that person devoted themselves into understanding who God is, and they feel like that's their interpretation of who God is, and that's what they're going to preach. And people take that in as a gospel, but the Bible commands us to study to show ourselves approved because as you read, you get insight through the Holy Spirit and everything. So, yep. <clears throat> like, to me, the kingdom of God is 
studying and showing yourself approved and you take what somebody tells you and you study to see if that's true what the spirit is revealing to you yeah uh, and so that's that's my interpretation of things i just wanted to share that with you guys yeah well we really appreciate your call and appreciate your thoughts charles and we'll how about if we uh have a little discussion about that as as you listen and uh where are you calling from I'm calling from Jacksonville. Okay. Florida. Okay. Right. Great. <clears throat> great. Well, Charles, thank you for calling. And uh, man, you know, David, Charles brings up a good point. I mean, I think we've got a lot of divisions in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And you know, my way is the right way, or you know, you do this, I do this. I don't like that. You know what? And and I think to his point is I I you know what scripture came to my mind is Acts seventeen eleven. It says and. He, course we just did acts over the last three years but acts 17 11 says now the bereans the berean jews were more noble of character than those in thessalonica for they received the word they received i the translation i would say is they received the word with great eagerness Mm -hmm. and examined the scriptures every day to see if these things were so right in other words, and I think to Charles's point, I think a lot of the church today is spoon-fed. You know, we, we find the pastor we like the most, and, man, we just want to be fed, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and, you know, Paul there in Acts seventeen eleven is speaking to the – he's speaking about those in Berea. Yeah. He's saying, be a Berean. Right. You know, don't – and listen, this is not a knock on our pastors. Praise the Lord. We have good uh, – educated uh well-trained pastors yep. we we need those yep. uh but the idea is not to be spoon-fed no and, and, and i think of peter saying always be ready to give a reason for the hope that's in you and right. and, and and the pastor's role is a is a shepherding role and a teaching role but it's not we're not to your point just to be spoon-fed and sit there every week and just criticize or compliment the pastor on how he did on the sermon that day the sermon is part of our fueling up for the week if you will yes. but but of course we are responsible individually to to learn and study and be with god on an individual basis and be able to to teach others and be ready to give a reason for the hope that's in us i just shifting gears for a second to charles's comment about adam and eve being created in god's image creating the male and female those were interesting comments, Charles, and good comments that Charles had as well. But I, I, and I'm not an expert on that by any means. But, uh, but I do know that the reason, or at least one of the reasons, right, that God created male and female is to express in man and woman the various aspects of His own nature. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we know that God is a warrior. Yeah. We know that God is described as a father. Yeah. As a warrior. Yeah. I mean, God. I think I don't have the scripture handy, but it says God is a warrior or a warrior is his name. Mm -hmm. Um, We know that he's, that he's a father. We know that um, he's a judge, not that, of course, men and women can be judges, but we also know that God is nurturing and caring the traits that maybe a a, a female or a mother would have more of than a male. So the idea is, and that's why it says the two shall become one. That's right. One flesh, right? right? A husband and wife, as a, as a unit, make up yeah. a godly husband and wife, make up, have the attributes, hopefully, of God in yeah. all of his yeah. nature. Yeah. And then that's just part of it, I think. I don't think yeah. I'm hitting on the whole meaning of that. Um, and I do agree with, with, with Charles's comments about us, you know, 
we're not just physical beings we're spiritual uh, right? exactly and yeah. um well I, you know I, I was thinking not only about that act 1711 i was thinking about second timothy uh two uh, where Paul is uh, speaking to his child in the faith, Timothy, and he says this in verse 14 of chapter 2. He says, Remind them of these things and charge them before God, not to quarrel about words, which does no good, but only ruins the hearers. <clears throat> Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Listen, there are people, We, our culture is full of people who can articulate things that are not true. Mm. I think of even the 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 fiasco that's gone on over in, in uh, Palestine with the bombing of the hospital. You know, mm-hmm. It's like you say something enough, people start right. to buy it. Right. The reality is, whether you're talking about you know the Trinity, whether you're talking about man and woman, listen, we have God's word. We ought to be able to go to the word and rightly handle it. But I think the other aspect of handling the word of God is ex- coming under the lordship of, of Christ, mm-hmm. that he is the king. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe. And that's really kind of wraps up what he says in verse 15. Repent yeah. and believe. What does that really mean? Yeah. And I know we'll get into that next week, yeah. this repentance yeah. idea. Yeah. But believing is not just an intellectual thing. Right. You know, as as Charles said, heart, soul, you know, body. It's yeah. it is a surrendering of our own life to come under the the the, the lordship, mm-hmm. under his kingdom. Yep. And he mentioned the kingdom being a spiritual kingdom. And, you know, this week Doug was again going through the kingdoms that are mentioned in the Bible. And just as a reminder, just quickly, it's the earthly kingdom, the promised kingdom, the postponed kingdom when mm. Israel rejected Jesus, the spiritual kingdom, to Charles's point, which is the Holy Spirit living in God's people. That's the new yeah. temple. We yeah. are the yeah. temple. So yeah. that is a spiritual kingdom. The millennial kingdom, which is definitely another program. <laughs> Come on, let's and, jump into it. we got etern- two minutes And left. then the eternal kingdom. But, but I also wanted to point out, and again, this is a discussion for another day, that while we are the kingdom and we are the temple, we are where God resides mm-hmm. in the hearts and souls and spirits of his people, the eternal kingdom will have a physical aspect to it. And I think that's something we can look forward to because that's what we know, Yeah. right? Yeah. Jesus has a physical body yeah. Yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's different. It's a glorified body. It's his resurrected body, but that's the type of body that we'll have. We will have a physical body. I think that's going to be great. That's what we know, right? I, yeah. I I don't know, you know, and again, I, I'm i saying this because there's so much we don't know, but I like the fact, the idea that we're going to have a body that will never decay, right? And you and I were joking about that at the <laughs> beginning about being sore from playing golf. Um, and that the new heavens and the new earth will yeah. be a physical yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. And that while God will is restoring everything and everything will be renewed, we know that his original creation, what did he say after everything? And it was good. It was good. And it was good. Yeah. It was good. Which makes me wonder, and again, this is my sanctified imagination, I hope. I don't have scriptural evidence at the tip of my tongue for this. But, you know, will we recognize certain landmarks mm. in heaven that they'll, an ocean or a mountain or this <clears throat> or that, things mm-hmm. that were part of right. the original right. creation that were good, not man-made. Yeah. That'll all be, like Doug pointed out, that's all going to be gone. Yeah. But 
will we recognize, you know, I, the, my parents used to say that their friends who were the pastor and his wife of the church I grew up in, they would drive to this particularly beautiful spot in Massachusetts on the coast and say, maybe we'll get to live here or something like that. And, and who knows, but just yeah. as the reminder yeah. that heaven and the new earth will be a real place, yeah, exactly. a physical place. Yeah. So that's, anyway. a good, that's a good point. And I think we'll close with this idea of following when Jesus said, follow me. Yeah. When somebody asks you to follow them, do you get in front of them or do you get behind yeah. them? You get behind them. That's right. And uh, when Jesus said, come follow me, <clears throat> by the way, that wasn't an invitation. Right. That was a command. That's the third imperative statement. Exactly. Right. That's, That's a command, right. not an invitation. This is an optional. That's when right. he's calling you, you come behind him. That's right. And you follow him. You come under his rule, his reign for his glory.